0: Hey Karish, I started my radio journey doing your show. Are you an easy person to date? No. I have a very short temper. I surround myself with people I love. I could hear the audience. You gotta be relatable. A feeling of nostalgia is always nice. And then Shah Rukh Khan retweeted it, commented about it. Anyone's looking for a short lease
1: tenant. We'll dance, we'll sing, we'll have parties. (laughs) Everybody assumes that
0: they know how to do our job.
1: Can I just say that these are things we never talk about. We never talk about. What
0: it means sometimes for you emotionally or physically. That's what radio is about. It's live.
1: You're connecting with people immediately. How do you do it? I fail, Mariam. I fail miserably. Hello and welcome back. It's another episode of my podcast and I have the pleasure of introducing... A guest today on this podcast who I have introduced numerous times on stage for her performances. And today she's not performing, but we're going to get to know just the person behind all the mania, the virality, the love. It's time to get to know this girl on this podcast. Hey, Karish. Hey, Mariam. Welcome to my show and
0: welcome to our home. I have loved your home always. And I'm so glad that I'm back on the show on in your house. And I thought this never going to happen. But okay, I'm finally here, whatever reason it is. Great. Hey, listen, I have much that I
1: want to talk today um, about. I think because you are a much talked about girl. Okay, as of 2023, in September, when we're shooting this uh, podcast, Mariam, you have been on uh, YouTube India. You have grown to humongous numbers on social media. You've been on stage opening for big stars. All right. You have been at Coca-Cola Arena. All right. You have performed at places where people have not yet reached. And all this for a girl who grew up here in Sharjah, Dubai. Uh, you know, you've been to school here in the Middle East. Your stories are so incredible. I think it's time to get to know
0: you better. You know, coming from Karish, by the way, who has seen the journey throughout and who's also started the TikTok journey with both. Like, I mean, we both started the TikTok journey together is is very nice. I'm very glad that you've thought of me and you've called me for this.
1: I had to Mariam because uh, there are so many points in uh, you know in the last few years that I've known you. Uh those memories have stayed with me. Um so today I wanted to scratch the surface of some of those memories, see what it was like for you before all this uh, you know has begun. Um so for those who don't know, all right, we're just going to do a quick introduction. Uh, you and I both work at City 1016 and we both host our own shows with co-hosts, right? You do the evening show, the drive time show called Drive Master Go Go. Yep, with Lokesh. With Lokesh, who is fantastic as well. And yeah. we've known him for years. You, When did you start working
0: at City 1016? I was on air on the 4th of Feb and this was in 2017. Wow. That's when you were on your maternity leave. Yes. And I was doing your show. You were filling in for me? Yes. So I started my radio journey doing your show, Karish. Was it 2017, 2018? It must have been 2018. Because I had Isaiah. Exactly. In
1: January of 2018. So that makes sense. Yeah. Because I was wondering which child I also had in (laughs) 2017. No,
0: 2018. Correct, correct.
1: Correct. So it's been five years, over five years. Yeah, over five years. Right. It's been over 15 years for me. And uh, I think I have seen many people just start their journeys, uh, you know, but I think it's safe to say, and everyone will agree that your journey of success, it's been the fastest Yeah. Because we all want to see success in our careers. We all want to see big numbers on social media, right? We all want to see people appreciate us for our talents and gifts. Um, For sure, without a doubt, yours has been something that is textbook, you know, Uh, the underdog. You know, the girl that you wow, came thinking from about behind. <laughs> you did. You came from behind. Everyone else was ahead of you. You came from behind and you've taken the lead. So first off, congratulations on all the success. Thank and you. And God bless you and Thank more power you. to you. Let's begin with the big numbers, right? Um, You've had... Some pretty viral videos yeah. and it's got to do with your talent as a singer, yeah. your ability to do some incredible mashups to make music sound even more melodious. Um, so kudos, kudos on that. What I want to know is how are you keeping this real for yourself? Because you're going to see even more growth. You're on, you're on the rise, you know. Yeah. So on that, you're not, you haven't peaked. Yeah. And uh, that's a great thing. But how are you keeping yourself real through all of this?
0: My friends. Thankfully, and the best part is, I think everyone in our team, they've come from India, they've come from, you know, somewhere else. I have my friends from Dubai, which honestly really helps. They know me from the time I was nothing. I was, you know, from the time I was being bullied, from the time of everything that I've gone. You've also been bullied? Yeah, for my colour. For your skin, yeah. your complexion. yeah. Wow. I've been bullied for that. I've been bullied for my weight because I'd gained weight as well. I've been bullied as a girl who was super skinny and super short. So I've been bullied for numerous things. And when I say bully, I'm not saying, you know, someone coming onto my face and saying, you're this, uh, even though that has happened. But I'm talking about the people that we kind of know who take all of this very lightly and go like, "Arey," and make jokes around it, you know, like stuff like that. And of course... Sorry to cut you, but it's immediately reminding me of
1: my entire childhood being called Kangri Pelwan, <laughs> which was basically because I was super skinny. Kangri Pelwan, strength not To na? So Kangri Pelwan. Oh my god. So what did they call you? Tali Mata. Yeah. That's just shocking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I don't know that I could say that, but like yeah. You can say that. anything. Here. I took it positively. I'm like oh great, you think I'm God? Like you know, it's great. But um, yeah, anyway, through all of that, you have your friends who've been through that with you and they keep you so grounded because as soon as you meet them, you forget that you're doing all these wonderful things in life because they just come and say, hey, you didn't pick up my call. Really? What do you think of yourself? Going back home to a mom who says, can you please clean your clothes? Can you put that in the wash? Stuff, you know, these small things really, you know, make you think about where you've come from. And what you need to be going forward. And it's always nice to see people like Karish when you came to me when I was nothing. And just sat down and spoke to me about how are you? Why are you feeling like this? What is happening? And I have such amazing people around me and it makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Let's let's go right
1: back to the beginning for you. So where did you grow up? And uh, mom and dad are real sweethearts. Yeah. I... I I love they I love you love them so much they love you a lot and uh I feel like they are stars
0: themselves but did they ever want you to want to be a star you know when i was young they did push me to like hey go dance you no know? like you know how parents really do now they never knew that i'd actually take that up really seriously i grew up loving uh the dance i love dancing and i love dancing a little more than singing and um Honestly, because of radio, obviously singing took over. Um, And I feel there are such amazing dancers around me. My friends are dancers. So singing definitely took over because I felt like that's a place that I can shine in. And I genuinely do love singing too. But where did I grow? Where where did I come from? Bahrain. So I was born in Surat uh, in India and we immediately came to Bahrain. I was there for eight years before we came to Dubai. So, yeah. That, I have
1: to pause you right there. Is Chandran around here right now?
0: Yeah, he's there. He's right Hey, there. love,
1: you've got to come in for this for a second. Come quickly. Come, 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 come. <laughs>
0: he's looking at himself. Uh, am I dressed?
1: Because <laughs> as soon as you mentioned Bahrain. Yeah. For me, it just rings bells because Chandran's also grown up in Bahrain, right? A little really? Bit? And he loves Bahrain. Where did you stay? Yeah, I've got both of them. <laughs> Hi. So, Ask. Where? Ask a proper bahrain local type question to our guest
0: you do realize i was 8 when i came to but bar.
1: you would have eaten maybe at the at some was. similar place no maybe
0: some restaurant that's still junk there. food is what i just remember i was 8 years old how do you think i'm going you think i'm going to remember no no have
1: you ever eaten idli dosa in bahrain
0: i only remember the pearl roundabout
1: well, Roundabout, yes. See, there
0: you go. I remember the Pearl Roundabout, which is not there anymore, obviously. Yeah. Unfortunately. But uh, I stayed in Manama and there was a Pizza Hut joint right opposite my house. I used to keep pointing at that. I'm like, Mama, I want this. I want this. So I used to be a huge pizza fan because of that.
1: Did you go to Adari Park?
0: Oh my God, I don't remember the name. Oh, I wish mom and dad were here. They would remember for sure. But there was, there was a Manama Park or some really big park with the... Water ride and... Yes, yes. Was that a Dari pass? I think so. See, he doesn't remember. You can't expect me to remember. You can't expect me to remember. He doesn't remember. Okay, I, I but all I'm interested
1: in knowing is what was your go-to junk food, which you've said was... Pizza Hut. What was your go-to? No, shawarma, yaar. come on.
0: That is here in Dubai
1: also. Hello, Bahrain also is the same thing. So is Bahrain, we... Bahrain ka shawarma better than Dubai shawarma? Definitely better. Oh, yeah. All right. I just don't remember. It's been 22 years. We have to try and do a trip to Bahrain. Yes. Okay, just to go back to some of those places and see what you guys remember.
0: You know, after 22 years, I went back to Bahrain just for 11 hours. Oh,
1: wow.
0: I didn't get my passport because I'd given it for my Schengen visa. So I finally got it and I only could go for that one reception to Bahrain, my friend's reception and only for 11 hours. 22 years ke baad, when you go back to the place you were growing up in, you only go for 11 years. That's so sad. All right. Babe,
1: we're going to fly with you when you're flying to Bahrain. Okay, done? Okay. Done. I have to fly back though.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, no, you we'll stay, I'll
1: be coming back. That's thank, how you. It works. thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Done. We'll take you up on that. Oh, that was fun. And that was fun. Nobody knew anything about Bahrain, but we just talked about it. <laughs> 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 So, so growing up in the
1: Middle East and you came to Dubai from Bahrain at eight, you don't remember much about Bahrain, we've established that. Yep. (laughs) What do you remember about Dubai? What is your earliest
0: memory about Dubai? Actually, it's Sharjah because I grew up in Sharjah. I stayed in Sharjah, but my school, college, work, everything was in Dubai. So I was that whole driving in peak hours kind of a person. Um... My favorite memory of Sharja is the first few weeks when my mom and I were just like bhat going everywhere. Kijar, we see these huge palm trees and we walk into this park, okay, which was a park. now it's it's called something else, but that entire Cornish, the waterfront, was something really different back then, which was about twenty years ago. It was just date, you know, palm trees and a small little cafeteria on the side, and that's it. And we used to go there. All the time. All the time. That's my favorite memory with the family. How much of
1: that, you know, that quality time together um, are you able to do today? And what is it that is something that you will definitely have in your family? You know, because you loved it with your mom and dad.
0: You know, it's very, um, it's great that you're asking me this question. Because I've been a little bit of a bad daughter the past few months. Uh, every time I tell myself I've got to spend time with my family, I've got to spend time with my family and then work comes in, you know, you know how our schedule can get. It can get too busy, too busy and we want to do everything, you know. So we kind of take our favorite people for granted sometimes. And I think that's something that I definitely want to change right now. I want to go back to driving with them taking small and short drives to let's say even a park that we used to go to uh, you know do our rides the small little rides that we used to do and they used to stand out and just wave at us you know those small things just thinking about it it just makes me feel so nice that we spent that kind of childhood and at the same time I want to do that even now and what I would change if I have kids in the future is the fact that I'd Try and make a routine with them that at least give us this Sunday or give us one hour every week and you tell us when it is. Mm -hmm. One or two hours. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I should also start trying with my family, with my parents and then maybe move forward with my family when I get kids. Yeah, yeah. How do you do it? I fail, Mariam.
1: I fail miserably. I am constantly, um, you know, trying to do a little better because to me, the person that I am, Being a mom, being a wife, I I draw all my joy from that. You know, so when weeks go by where I've not been able to, you know, do the things that bring me joy, I, I... I feel that, you know, it does get me down. And work is booming, you know. There's there's uh, the podcast. There's obviously our radio work. I'm doing this single parent support group now.
0: Your TV show is out
1: and there's so much, so much. There is constantly, there's events that you're hosting. So there's a lot of stuff we're doing all the time. And like we all know, there's work is a machine, you know. It'll just keep going, 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 going.
0: You got to stop. You got to take a pause. Yeah.
1: So if you're not... Uh, basically refueling yeah. with these things to yeah. me, I I do suffer yeah. and I feel like okay I need a I need to stop everything yeah. and I need to go back and make sure that my kids know that I love them. Yeah. You know, yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I try to do too. Yeah, I try to give my Sundays at least a little bit of it yeah. to my parents. Yeah, and now they've come like sorry we have a movie. <laughs> I'm like okay I deserve that I did I deserve that. But yeah, try and make family time.
1: You know I'm looking at you as you're talking to me and I'm so distracted because you're looking. And you always look so well put together, you know. Uh, But I also, I'm going to go there, okay? I know that, I know you from when you just started out at City, you know. And um, I remember you used to just come into work in casuals and no makeup. And that's how I am too. Yeah. Um, But you've obviously done... I see you, you know, going through the journey that I've been through as well, where you learn makeup, you learn hair, you learn styling, you teach yourself to do basically the best that you can. So you put your best foot forward, you know, and you're doing it so well. Um, Is there any part of it that is not comfortable for you or you're loving it all?
0: Uh, There was a time where I used to only dress up for other people because I had to, uh, because that's what, our job requires and you've got to look a certain way which I get and that's part of it I was never a stylish person Um, I don't I I shouldn't say stylish because that was my style Um, but not someone who'd really think a lot about putting myself together with doing my hair even now honestly I come to work with I don't even comb my hair sometimes maybe a little bit of makeup wear whatever I want and I come to work but I feel like I have finally found that uh, comfort zone or that area where I know if I want to wear this I will wear it and I've got to be confident in what I do I've become more confident in what I wear and how I look than I was before because I was constantly told that no you've got to be a certain way you've got to look a certain way and that's something I was not comfortable with. So was uh, this confidence is coming in from what? from nothing but just believing in myself and just to tell myself that you know what even in spite of people telling you you've got to look a certain way and you've got to be a certain way you've come a long way you've done a lot of hard work and that's what matters but now I dress up like as you can tell I've colored my hair I've put a little bit of makeup it's because I wanted to do that you know so yeah I do it for my self-carriage trust me it takes out half your problems
1: yeah you know I remember Mariam. uh a few years ago came to me and she was like you know we're going to go do this event what about uh, you know we're wearing this and that we always yeah. exchange notes on what we're wearing yeah. and so she, she was insistent Karish um, let's not do heels let's do sport shoes let's do these really nice uh, sneakers you know yeah and uh, this is the thing you know while we're on stage everything looks amazing it's all fantastic Uh, We know that our feet are mostly always killing us. Those heels are hard on us. It is. Uh, It's hours and hours. And it's also usually after a full day of work. Yes. Whatever else you've done. And then you're going to host events, right? And men will typically show up in jeans and t-shirts and jackets, comfortable clothes and sneakers, which is great. Do their hair maybe. And then that's it. That's it, right? No makeup, no heels, nothing, obviously. So their, their ability to be comfortable at these events for longer physically just speaking is obviously higher than for women where
0: we have to suffer a bit more on these fronts Um, but but you know why I told you about the shoes thing right because I saw you actually wearing shoes at a road show that we did in a mall where we give gifts to our listeners and stuff like that we play games so I saw you wear shoes and I'm like oh we can do that because I would love to do that I've been trying to do that for the longest time And then the next time we got a chance to wear shoes or host stuff together, I'm like, please, let's just do shoes. Please, please.
1: Can I tell you the story behind that yes. particular event that yes. you're talking about? Uh, yes.
0: Because I remember this, this was at Ibn
1: Battuta yes, Mall. It was. And um, I actually came in heels. And uh, what you don't know is that I had just come back from maternity. I was very heavy and obviously carrying a lot of extra yeah. you know, weight, which I hadn't lost. Yeah. And uh, and and wearing heels really took a toll on me at that maybe two three hour event uh, one hour in and I could not walk anymore so our brand manager then Isha uh, was like Karish take my shoes you wore her shoes threw my heels on the side put on her sneakers and came on stage because I was like I can't walk anymore and Can I just say that these are things we never talk about? We never talk about what it what it takes to go up on stage and what it means sometimes for you, emotionally or physically. You know, imagine when you've, you know, I I put on easy 20-25 kilos with each pregnancy, you know, and it takes time to shed that weight. Yeah, but there are those expectations from us, you know, that we'll just we'll just slip right back into that exact a uh, situation with that same ease as you did before you had the baby anyway i think as the only person on air as the only girl on air with kids you know i can't wait for you guys to have kids as well shaadi to huh, what's happening come on give us uh, kuch de do, update de
0: my papa is going to see this
1: your papa is going to see this okay tell us are you an easy person to date
0: no why why I'm going to be very honest. I don't think I'm easy. I mean, I'm, I'm not difficult, but I'm not easy only because I can get moody. I can snap. I have, a, I have a very short temper and it comes out only with people who, again, are super close to you, like my parents or let's say a partner or something like that. I can be understanding, but I think at this point in life, I'd want that other person also to be that understanding about the job or whatever. And I feel like with our jobs, it's extremely difficult to make our partners understand who are not from the same field, how it works. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, but you tell me, our friend circle or whatever, everybody assumes that they know how to do our job. For example, because we're out and about like, oh, but you can do this, no? But you can do this, no? But you can do this. I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And it gets a little difficult. So I feel that side of me is a little difficult to understand. But when it comes to being understanding as a girlfriend and all of that, I think I'm great. Yeah, I think I'm great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think you're amazing. What is it that you would call a red flag in the other person?
0: Red flag in the other person?
1: What are your red flags?
0: Disrespect in any way. So even if you're with your friends and um, you just kind of talk down to me and go like, Oh, to hai na? But she'll do it. No, she's mine. No, it's okay. I can talk about anything. It's like, it's just taking that person again for granted or just disrespecting the fact that or trying to show that, you know, she's my girlfriend. I can talk about her like that or however. And of course, even when you're alone and you disrespect or don't value that other person's um beliefs, just take that for granted thinking you know it all and whatever you think is like, ugh, that's a huge red flag. I mean, it's a big turn off immediately. You know, you can't take Take me seriously, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay, I think it could be. I could be different from you, but just take me seriously. I yeah. Don't. It's not like I'm stupid. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> that, that happens. It that happens. happens. It yeah. does. Um, can I ask you something, Hanji? Because you were talking about how you were pregnant and it took so much time for you to lose that weight, come back. Did people treat you differently?
1: Yes. Um uh, I think it's the first thing that happens, Mariam. Is, uh. When you look a certain way, you attract a certain kind of attention, is what we know. But what I've experienced is that when you look a certain other way, you attract a certain kind of ignorance. No one wants to look at you or talk to you, uh, you know, or take you... Seriously. uh, Take you you as someone who is deserving of the work. Because, uh, well, let's be honest, we are people... I know we're on radio, and uh, the, the old joke is that oh, you have a great face for radio, yeah. but it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Everyone's on social media, etc. And, and radio is visual too now. It is, and and I know I like being in front of the camera, so I do host TV shows. I do yeah. do a lot of work like that. Yeah. Similarly for you, um what happens is when you're in these places where you're seen as a as someone who's on camera or someone who's popular let's just say we're not the I'm not the biggest person in, you know when it comes to popularity but I'm just saying should we tell them the results there are there are expectations of your appearance being yes. a certain type yes now with I have had three children I've had three pregnancies and with each pregnancy, like I was saying, 20, 25 kilos, easy, I have yeah. put on. And uh, then that weight stays because I have nursed each of my children for a long time, you know. So that weight stays on you for some time there. Um, I have stood in a, I remember we used to go to these um, clients for meetings and things, you know, and I have stood in this in one of these meetings and where this client refused to even look at me. We, the whole team was there, but... He addressed everyone in the room but did not even want to look at me because I was just not at my physical in my physical best shape. Subsequently, like a, less than a year later when I had, you know, lost all that weight, uh, I remember this client reaching out to me on several occasions and only wanted me to work with him, you know. And uh, it taught me early on in my career because I had easy when I was 25 26 yeah. so having put on the weight lost the weight having seen all these things at that time it taught me that it's not about it's not I, I'm replaceable I'm so easily yeah. replaceable I mean not you I'm just saying anyone a, yeah, yeah like yeah. it's and and I I can't take any of this it's not permanent if they love me today they it, it's not permanent and and if they're ignoring me today is also
0: not permanent mm. you know yeah I think you've been through this, right? Yeah, I've been. Uh, I mean, a lot of people did not take me seriously when I first joined. And, uh, you know, a lot of people joke about how uh, close Yogi is to me and, you know, uh, why I'm close to you, why I talk to you and stuff like that. I mean, people see all these things. The reason is because you guys did not treat me differently when I just joined and how I, how it is now. Okay, we've just become super close over the years as relationships become.
1: Hi. Hey, Y'all are leaving. You guys want to say hi to Mariam? What a lovely, bright t-shirt.
0: Sure. Yellow, orange.
1: You
0: guys want to say hi to Maryam? Mariam. Wanna- I saw her before in her nice Mickey Mouse nightie. And now I'm seeing you in this nice yellow dress. So nice. You're going for drama class? Yeah. Awesome. You're going for drama class too? Yeah. Okay, you show me videos. Do you take videos there? Um, no, no, oh my
1: god. What do you want to say to Mariam before you go? Bye Speaking bye. to the mic, bye
0: <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye bye, baby. Bye,
1: bye. Me, what do you want to say to Mariam before you go?
0: Bye, you'll invite me for the next, uh, next time you perform on stage. Yeah, we're not okay. performing today though,
1: we're doing like scripts and poems.
0: And okay, so when is your next? Ask mama. Okay, mama'll invite me. I'll come.
1: Okay. All right, see you. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping. Bye. Bye, Izzy. Yeah, the 13-year-old won't come on camera. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's entered that phase.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bye, Z. Have fun, you guys.
0: <laughs> and they're back. This always happens to me, by the way. Yeah. You get out of the house and you remember you have to take something. So I always come back in. <laughs> it's either my chabi or it always happens. Well, every day. We have a rule. Yeah. Oh, that's um, why. That's why. <laughs> Bye,
1: Maria. Bye.
0: <Mario>. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amelia, you better run now.
0: <laughs> Bye, darling. <Here> go.
1: <gasps> oh, Aww, thank you. So sweet. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, my kids are uh, stuck in the kitchen only.
0: <laughs> Guys, Hari
1: Chandan's gonna get you some food on the way.
0: I like how I said this always happens to me where I come back after getting out of the house and you get a nice kiss from your husband. I feel like a loser. <laughs> Now we have a rule and, uh, and Chandran and me, if one of us
1: is stepping out, we have to come and say nicely bye, not just walk out the door and say bye, see you later. Chandran's constantly forgetting the nice part of the goodbye. So he's typically gone
0: and then come back to say, Why well, He forgot that I forget like keys and he forgets keys, I forget keys. <laughs> Shut I up, know. man. <laughs> Okay.
1: I want to, I want to talk to you about, um, um, so obviously there's, uh, love for seeing you grow. I feel like my own, my own person's growing. So there's a lot of love there. Um, there's also a sense of, um, you know, I see you, you're in your twenties and I see you putting in all this hard work and you're, you're seeing the fruit of it. Um, I put in a lot of hard work as well when I was in my 20s, but there was no TikTok then. Do you think TikTok plays a huge role today for uh, people in their
0: careers? I think social media in general plays a huge role. Uh, For me, it was TikTok. For someone else, it could be Instagram. For someone else, it could be YouTube. Um, For me, it was TikTok. And obviously, you know the story. We've both started TikTok during COVID and it really worked for us. Uh, People were done with cringe content and I mean, there was just some feel good content that was coming out of you as well. So I think that's what worked. I feel social media in general, you know, people can call themselves stars now because of social media. I'm a celebrity now. People go out, uh, I'm not saying me, but people call themselves celebrity when they go out. Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to charge this much for this small post. Why? Because their face is out there on digital, on online, on digital media. And I feel like it plays such a huge role because you hear someone's voice, but you want to put a face to it. You want to put a little more to that person. And that is what social media does for people like us who are radio presenters and they hear voices, but what about our faces? So yeah, in just general, being an influencer, being a content creator, it does play a huge role in how things turn up for them.
1: I think social media requires a whole lot of discipline. Yeah. Especially if you want to grow. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing it now and then, it doesn't matter. But if you're actually considering making it a career, it requires a lot of consistency. Yeah. And that means that you have to be there working at it. Yeah. Do you
0: ha- I mean, did you always have the discipline for it? I've, no- I've never had the discipline of it. For it. Never, never, never. I have only uploaded videos when I wanted to. So if I'm meeting a friend and my friend has an idea, or if I have an idea, it has never been, I'm gonna post on Tuesday at 3 p.m. or Wednesday, 12 p.m. Because that's where I have never done that. So what do you just plan to hang out with more people who you will
1: post content with? How does that work? Everything
0: is content, right? I'm sitting here and we're creating content. Um he just forgot to come in and give you a kiss, we created content on that. And that could be a real, that could be something relatable that we could post. Everything is content. So it is just how you see things. We can go for a cup of coffee and we can make stuff like types of people who drink coffee. Everything is content, everything is content. So it's not about the people I meet, it's just about what we're doing and how you can relate everything to people. And f- these days, relatability is a huge thing. If you relate to someone, you've won. You've won. And that's what it is. I don't see the time. I just see what I'm going through in life. I go on with my life as it is. And I post accordingly. As so do you, by the way. You do the same thing. You know, there is something. um, It's very real.
1: uh, When I'm I'm with you, I always get a sense of Mariam is the kind of person who is not about herself. And that's what I love about you. Is that... Nothing that you do, nothing that you um, aspire to be involves only Mariam being at the top. You are the kind of person that wants to take people along, wants to see other people grow as well. Um, So, you know, I know that you're not a jealous person. So I know that you're not an insecure person. Uh, Seeing other people grow does not make you upset, right? Where do you think that comes from have you realized were you ever jealous of anyone did you consciously fight it or you've just not been a jealous person ever
0: you know I've never been a jealous person and I don't know why and how this has happened but I always look at myself every day in the mirror as all of us do I look at myself and I always tell myself what else can I do What how can I make myself better so even with the smallest thing let's say my hair or my 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 weight or my nails, even those things. How can I make myself better? I have literally invested in me. And when I see very good people around me and I see that they have the passion, I kind of put what I have in me into them as well. Like if I'm doing this and they, I see they want to also do this, why not? Let's just do it together. You know, it's like that. Because some people, maybe they find it hard or there's always like this block You know, I I can't think of something. I can't think of something. And I'm like, you know what? Why not just help these people? Because they're going to help you in return if you ever want that help. And you don't even... You know, sometimes when you help, especially when I help you or when you help me, I don't think you think, if I help her, she's going to help me and we're going to grow to... It's not like that. You genuinely care for that person and you help them. And I genuinely... And I've said this genuinely word like 10,000 times in this, but it's so true. I surround myself with people I love. I... Surround myself with people who also care about me and that makes a huge difference. If you are around three people every day, you think they don't care about you, it'll take a toll on you.
1: Frenemies exist. Yes.
0: Yes, 100%. Are you able to identify them? Um, What do you do? No. No? (laughs) Unfortunately, no. I'm not that smart. I give the benefit of the doubt and I'm too naive when it comes to judging people. Uh, when I say I surround myself with people who care for me are the people who've been there for me throughout these years. So obviously after like five, six years, you kind of know these, this person is not going to harm you. But there are a few people who come in front of you, you know, they're very new to you in your life and you don't know how to judge them. You give them the benefit of the doubt. They run all over you and then you've learned your lesson. But I need to be, I need to get there without being run all over, you know. So I have people who have done that a lot. But you learn your lesson only then. Let's talk about the glamour.
1: Let's talk about the being on stage. The the reason we, you know, yeah. take all of the other stuff yes. is because this is what we love. Yes. We love being in front of the mic, yes. you know, or we love being on a stage in front of an audience. Now, I remember hosting you at Coca-Cola Arena and you did this incredible mashup I, I I don't know what else to call it but one song did flow into a completely different song uh, and you went into ke roop and the
0: audience ate it up they were loving every minute of it yeah they sang along and you know and on the coca-cola arena stage you can't really listen to the audience because it's like they're so f- they're a little far away and if, even if they're singing you can't hear them and you have in ears so you only get to hear what you're singing I could hear the audience through that. I'm like, okay, this is going fine. This is going well. Again, you gotta touch somebody, you gotta be relatable. A uh, feeling of nostalgia is always nice. And I grew up listening to Kyuki Saad Bikabi Bhati. I know, I know a lot of people sitting there grew up listening to that. And I'm like, why not just do it? Bring that moment alive at the stage that I'm getting to perform on, and especially at the Coca-Cola Arena stage. It was uh it was. Surreal. I did not know people would sing along with me. I just thought they'll be like happy about it.
1: Here's what I'm wondering, right? A 20 year old, 20 something, uh, you can say how, 20 year old? 20,
0: 29. Just no.
1: You know, 20 something girl, and um, you're obviously based out of the UAE. You love Bollywood, okay? Uh, But you're at a distance from it, some distance from Bollywood. Um, You're not a trained singer, right? Are you a trained dancer? No. No. Um, But you're on stage entertaining people who also love Bollywood and who have, you know, who've heard the best of the best over the years when it comes to singers, who've seen, you know, trained, choreographed performances, etc. And they love you. You know, that audience is loving you. What is your process, Mariam? is what I want to try and understand. How do you prepare to
0: entertain this crowd? So it was never like I went up on stage the first time and I was like, great. In fact, my first stage performance was uh, at a club in Bardabai and uh, I failed miserably. What do you mean? I used to miss, I missed beats. I couldn't hear myself. I went off 90% of the time and I'm like, this cannot happen again. Because when I'm singing off air or not even on stage or whatever, I'm okay. I feel like I'm. I'm not this bad. And I just reflected on that. I'm like, this cannot happen again. You practice, you practice, you practice, you practice, you practice, you practice. You jam with the right people. Uh, You gain a little more experience doing those shows. You take help of people like my dad. uh, He loves singing. He used to sing on stage, by the way. So I've got the inspiration from him. He's given me tips. My friends who are in the industry, who sing a lot more on stage than I ever did or do, uh, they give me tips. So you got to... uh, Always have the thing of learning. You can't go like, okay, I've got the stage now. I'm it. I've got the stage means I'm amazing. You have that, no. You're done for life. You have that attitude that you've made it. You're done for life. You've got to always keep learning and have that thing of learning. So the process of going up on a Coca-Cola arena stage is... You sit with someone who's uh, who understands music. Like on that stage, I was with Shashwath, who's a brilliant composer. Uh, he's worked in movies and he teaches you. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have this air about them that, you know, I've got it all and I'm going to be singing. You listen to me. That's never, you got to learn. You've got to learn. So Shashwat used to tell me, don't do this. You sound like super nasal, get your voice out initially I'm like oh shit I'm like I'm so I don't know what to do I don't know what to do I used to keep learning with him learning with him and I went to his house at least five times did the entire thing hundred times before I went up on that stage and the main thing on stage is also your technical sound check again which is how you sound in your in-ears what levels you want out for vocals and how to entertain the crowd and that honestly comes from my dad He entertains the crowd. I see Sunidhi Chauhan, who's an inspiration. I see how she performs. So, you know, a little bit of everything, kind of put them together and always think that you can learn even more from her is something that I always keep in mind before I go up on stage.
1: That sounds like a good program. That sounds like a very
0: good training program. Um, So obviously,
1: mom and dad and your sister and you all live together. Yes. It, It must not be
0: easy is it easy living together, all of you, all the time? Me and my sister, like my sister and I, we are we have a two-year gap and we've told each other it's impossible to live with each other. Like in the same room, you know, we have a two-bedroom apartment, so obviously mom and dad in one room, me and my sister in one room. I have, in fact, spoken about moving out with my parents and I sometimes regret it, uh, but sometimes I'm like, you know what, I need a few months alone. I just need to see how I am living alone and sometimes I think I'm right. But then I'm like, no, but family time. A lot of people don't have that. I'm getting that. So I'm kind of torn between feeling like that. Um, Even if I do move out, it will not be, not even for a year. It'll just be for like a, it'll be for six months just to understand how I am. Uh, I don't know if that's enough. But I don't think my parents will also be okay with the fact that I want to move out. Uh, But it's for myself. Uh, I've not been able to do it. I've been thinking of that for a long time. I've not been able to do it.
1: If anyone's looking for a short lease tenant, six month
0: only, we'll dance, we'll sing, we'll have parties. <laughs> Will you talk to my parents? It's only it's because I see them upset about it. They are and upset I know about for a it. Fact, yeah, but I feel like I'm... Okay, tell me one thing. If you had to stay away from your parents or, you know, wouldn't you take that extra... extra leap... Or extra time to give them because you know you're not staying with them. In my head, I feel like, okay, I'm staying with my parents. I'm going to go back home. So I don't take that effort to actually, I don't make that effort to actually go out with them. I don't know.
1: Why do you think they're upset about this though? This idea?
0: Because they think I don't want to live with them. But that's not true. But no matter how much I try and explain why I need it, they are eventually going to assume that they. it's suffocating for me to live with them. That's not the case, you know? I just want to do everything on my own, and I want to see how I am in a space where there's nobody else kind of in it, and it's mine. So you have never ever lived no, on your own,
1: no. But you do travel alone.
0: You yes, have. I've done that. I don't know if that counts. Uh, because again, when you travel, you stay in an Airbnb, you know, you're not really doing work. You don't, you're not living your daily daily life. But did you enjoy traveling alone? I love traveling alone. I love traveling Hmm. and I've loved traveling alone. Yeah. And I've gone to a place where people are like, you can't go alone. Huh. Uh, like Zanzibar. Huh. I loved it. I've made new friends. I have gone to places. I've, my first scuba diving session was, uh, in Zanzibar when I was traveling solo. So I don't know. I don't know how to explain it to my parents. I don't even know if I'm a good daughter if I ask them that I want to move out. I keep telling myself, am I even a good daughter? You're a great daughter. You
1: know, that's a separate conversation. This
0: has come to you. That is exactly why I haven't still... I've not had the courage. I've spoken to them about it. They've not had the best <laughs> reaction as, obvious, uh, as uh, all parents would uh, at one point in time. I think our parents, our Desi
1: parents have a tough time uh letting go of their kids I, obviously in the west yeah. it's where ve- it's very different in the yeah. west yeah. where at 17
0: and a half yeah. 18 yeah. and it's like go 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 but it's so funny because they're okay because mom also very recently said yeah you're going to get married anyway so stay stay with us till then and then you're going to move out anyway with your husband and i'm like but that's not what i want yeah. i want to stay
1: alone you know one of the things that chandran very often uh, talks about is the fact that he left home you know, when he was 17, like I think on his 18th birthday mm-hmm. or something, he was out, he was already flying to go study flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, but you know, he's not, he's lived on his own since then. Yeah. Pretty much, you yeah. know, so with roommates and flatmates and all yeah. of that and, uh, tried his life from that point on yeah. was the beginning of b- being his own yeah. version of it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's obviously an opportunity that that boys seem to have a lot yeah. sooner than girls. Yeah. If at all. My
0: dad, same age. He moved out from India to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And at that time, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. It is something that in a lot of ways are, are uh, you know, we call ourselves progressive. In a lot of ways, we're still struggling with a lot of these things. Yeah. But given that, Mariam, I think your family is still incredibly yeah. progressive and supportive.
0: hundred percent. Right? Being a Muslim Bori girl, by the way, um, it gets a little difficult sometimes. We've gone through a fair share of roughness when it comes to the community, but they've been supportive. The community has now become supportive. My parents are super, I mean, I know how my mom was when I first got this job. She was like, Shadi hui abhi tak. you know, you're going to be singing, you're going to be dancing. But from there, to where she's come, hats off, hats off. To both my parents for always being there for every show that I've performed. They were there. No matter what happens, they are there to watch me and say, We loved it. After everything. And that's why. That's why I can't move out. You know? So that's what it is. It's just you tone between the feelings and you know the the love that you have for your parents, and you just get it.
1: Yeah, that's so sweet, Mariam. Oh yeah. I miss my I miss my parents. You know, I I it's funny i don't have that privilege of having my parents in the same city as me uh like i'm going to be hosting kapil sharma yeah you know yeah and my mom's like i wish i could come watch it you know and it's so sad that for a lot of us who leave our families back home and come here we can't share every single one of these successes or these joys that we have well I'm, I'm glad that uh, you know every single movie screening also that we have that they're mom and dad there. are there
0: they're always there and they try to talk to each one of you like yeah. and they come back and say you know we said this to Karish you know we said this to Tarun we said this to Yogesh Said so they love you and they uh, but I wanted to ask you one thing would you be okay if Izzy your 13 year old would like maybe she's turned 18, 19 and she'd say I want to move out and I want to live on my own would you be okay with that?
1: Um, you know, these are conversations that Chandran and I regularly have now. Um, and, uh, the way he sees it is that it's the best thing you can do as a parent is to let your child live on their own because there is nothing else that will prepare them for life ahead yeah. than that kind of an experience where they deal with the world one-on-one. Because currently we're there, we're constantly there at every step, you know, like right from mama, I can't find my books to, you know, I've run out of data or any need of theirs. We're there for it. So we'll still be there. But that first step of figuring life out
0: on your own will be when they move out. 100%. Like the reason I've been able to do so much is because I know moms, there preparing food for me. Okay, and at the same time, I'm like, but this is not supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to be doing this on my own. So it's, so when I say move out, it's not because of mom and dad at all. I will do everything to give them that time. I'm trying. Even if I move out, that time will come. And where I'm pushing myself to meet them and, you know, I want to make that family time. But it's just, I need to do this for myself. So I'm a little torn. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if girls go through this where they want to move out. But at the same time they don't know how to handle their parents because they would get emotional as usual as parents would, obviously.
1: Well, clearly this is right now the biggest thing on Mariam's mind. So if you have a suggestion for yes, her, why please. don't you put it in the comments below? Something yeah. that will help convince auntie and uncle. And auntie and uncle, if you're watching this, uh, you know Mariam loves you. And if she, if you're worried that she's gonna, you know, stop being there and stop being involved and all that, I'll move in. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I can move in or like one of my children and I can move in. So don't worry, your house will be full- won't let you miss anyone at the dining table? And this
0: child can then realize that, oh, it's not that great. I want to go back to mama. That's exactly what's going to happen. I know. After six months, I'll go like, I'm done, coming back. Just wanted to see how this feels. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen.
1: All right. Okay. So there's, you know, something going on with home. There's obviously lots going on at work. We've talked about your dating, you know, uh, a little bit actually just that. But Mariam, what is... You know that little girl that was growing up in Sharjah or in Bahrain, okay, whatever you remember of her. Did she aspire to be a star or has this just become, this whole journey, was it, was,
0: there was some part of you that wanted it. That's why it's set in motion, right? 100%. I wanted to entertain people. I didn't know how it was. I I always thought that I'm going to go to Mumbai one day and become an actor. Oh, okay. Uh, for me, entertainment was Bollywood, right? When ah. growing up, you only saw that as entertainment. Right. Uh, but then when I came to Dubai, I s- used to... And honestly, I'm not saying it because I work for the station. I used to listen to City1016. I have a lot of pictures with, uh, you know, everybody from the team as a listener. I remember the first time I came on air on City1016 was with Tarun. He gave me arijit Singh tickets. I <laughs> had Hard Rock Cafe.
1: Wow. When there was a hard rock cafe. Yeah,
0: yeah, this was in Festival City. And um, I remember after that, I never stopped listening to the station. I used to keep talking like an RJ sometimes. You know, just doing this at the back. And I didn't realize that this is something that I'd be getting into. I got the opportunity to entertain. And I was like, obviously, I'm not going to think twice before taking it.
1: Uh, but do you remember what your first show was like, how good or bad,
0: how confident did you feel? <laughs> it was Karishma's show and I remember our boss Tia, um, she was sitting with me. The first time I went on air, like we call it Link. So The first Link I did was good morning, you're listening to, at that point of time it was... Um,
1: uh, was it Keeping Up with Karishma or no, oh, Bend It Like City? Bend It Like City, right. it was Bend
0: It Like City. And uh, so I like, this bended It Like City with me, Mariam. da 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 da, fine, great. Next time I went on air, which was 10 minutes after that, Tia left. Tia left the studio and she's like, the only way you learn is when you'll get to do this yourself. Because there's so many buttons and you're so overwhelmed. So she went out. And that was the scariest moment of my life.
1: Oh, you mean it was like that, you know, someone's uh, threw me, Threw me inside. Deep end. In, deep end. That's it.
0: And then she came back in to check on me. But uh, yeah, that was the scariest moment. Scariest moment.
1: What would you say would be an achievement that will feel like, ha, ah, this, this is what it was all about.
0: I think very recently. I love creating content. I love hyping people up, like Karish mentioned. And uh, that kind of got recognized by the biggest Bollywood star uh, very recently. So, you know, obviously the first thing um, is obviously family supporting you. And when they clap, and say, well done, Beta, that's your highlight. But when it comes to work and your career, uh, you want to see how that kind of goes. So yes, viral videos, um, got a lot of people to see those videos, giving me a lot of love, yes. Um, But very recently... I have a vlog called Center Stage where I kind of put another artist with me and we kind of collaborate and kind of put local talent in front.
1: What's, say names. What is this other artist? So name? the other
0: artist is Abhay. He's a choreographer who I met 15 years ago at a wedding. Um, so I thought, why not do a nice dance reel on Zinda Banda from Shah Rukh Khan's new movie, Jawan? And along with him was a was a power-packed team. So we had kids from Yala Dance Studio, which is Sarthaks. We had Vicky Visual who shot that video and he's so talented. We had Prime Stage Dubai. They have an entire studio where we could shoot it. So they are a bunch of people who are just passionate and want to just put it out there that we do this. And that's all, Karish. That's all. And everything put together, we did a fantastic reel. Everyone gave their 120%. And then Shahrukh Khan retweeted it, commented about it, and watched till the end because he mentioned that the kids that came towards the end did so well. So he's watched the entire video, and this is all thanks to the Shahrukh Khan fan page as well as RK Universe, who kind of pushed the video on Twitter. So it's just a bunch of people coming together and celebrating artists and talent. And I think for me, I feel like I've done something for other people as well, and yeah, I'm growing with them too. So it's a win-win situation.
1: Do you see yourself as possibly a star in a movie, in a really big movie someday?
0: I don't know if I see myself, but I definitely am working towards that. So I would like to see myself there. I feel like there's so much more I want to do also. Um, So yeah, acting is something I want to take up now. I'm doing my singing. I'm doing my dancing. I want to do acting too, which I always thought I would initially. Like that was the first thing I always thought I want to do. So yeah I do want to see myself there soon soon do you see me there
1: i see you i see you taking over the whole world maryam if there's one thing i know because of you you know and you're and it's it's like you're younger than i am you're 29 and i'm going to be 39 this year so we're a good 9 10 years apart uh when i see you um i always learn so much from you because i feel like you know what i want to remember to be hungry. I want to be... Rem- I want to remember to just just come with a fresh mind and just be ready to take on something new. TikTok,
0: okay, was... But you know you're like that too anyway. I think... Anyway. I think it's a good... I think you're a... It's you're just a, that slight push maybe because we're, I'm doing something different and you're yeah. doing something different. Yeah. But you're exactly like that.
1: Which is why I think I enjoy being with you because I feel like your journey is going so differently and so nicely um, I It's like, okay, Joe sare boxes I could not check off, I can see you checking them off and I feel so happy. But here's what I feel, Mariam. I feel like, you know, back during the pandemic, TikTok was an important decision to be made for me. I was like, okay, am I saying yes? Am I going to join TikTok and start creating content here or am I going to let it be? I saw you take on that decision with a very open mind. And you were like, you know what, I'm going to do my kind of content here. Okay, I don't do. I don't want to hear what else anyone has to say about it. I'm going to do my kind of content here and it's going to work, we will see. Yeah. And I was like, I like this approach. Yeah. You know, I don't have to necessarily conform to the rules yeah. of whatever's trending there. I'll just use this platform to do my kind of content. Yeah, great idea, Mariam. You know, and that was something important for me that even if I had known it at in my life at some point when that decision had to be made it was you who reminded me of it
0: but I also took your help by the way if you don't I'll remind you we had that conversation where I was going to collaborate on TikTok with another content creator called Seth who has been a huge part of my TikTok journey and we became such good friends and I before collaborating with him we had that talk I'm like should I do it and then you're like you know what I think it's great Because it's a new platform for you. People are anyway talking. Because we had done a few duets with each other's uh, videos. And you're like, people are anyway talking about it. Maybe they would like to see you guys together and making content. Different kind of content. He has a very different way of making his uh, videos. I have a very different way. And to put that together, um, it'll work. And I think you also pushed me. And you also genuinely, again, (laughs) one more, one more, more. 1383 times I've said that word. (laughs) But uh, it's thanks to you. And one thing that I can say is you care about other people too. I think that's where we connect. You have your community, single parent community. I was a part of that when I saw you had already started it. I just entered and I saw someone crying there and just venting it out about their journey and their life. And to see everyone having that story, it was inspirational it was overwhelming and i think they had a sense of relief that we're not alone yeah. and you've made that happen yeah. i mean it's it's crazy like i'm i'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because we were there we saw how it all Stand out oh you were there at the very beginning also, because uh, when
1: I, I remember we were sitting for coffee, and I don't even drink coffee, but we were sitting at a <laughs> coffee shop, I think with some green tea <laughs> or something, so and, uh, and I told you, Mariam, I'm feeling the itch. I need to do something about something." I don't know what but I need to do something and we talked it out and this single parents community was born from that one conversation that we had where you were like yeah just, just do it do it I'll help you I'll be there I'll do this I'll do that this conversation happened before you went viral okay yeah. I remember that yeah yeah yeah
0: so yeah, as soon as you were, as
1: soon as you went viral I was like Mariam. I know you committed to helping me out, but now I don't think you will have the time. So it's okay, no problem. Now I can see you'll become a big... Pro- but you you
0: came. Yeah, you are like, no, 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 I'm coming, I'm coming. What rubbish, of I'm course, coming. So of course, like, of course. That's what I'm saying. You know, when you have friends who've seen your journey and when you meet them, you forget everything. You want to be there for them. And I think that's what you bring out in people too, by the way. I a love lot. you. I a lot.
1: You. What is this? This is not a podcast anymore. This is a... Mutual
0: admiration. <laughs> this is how we are. Honestly, this is how me and Carish talk. The last time we had the coffee, we were sitting across the table. I think the table was also this, maybe a little smaller, closer. yeah. Um and that's it. We were talking about the same exact things. Exact things. It's important to
1: have a person like that in your friend circle, in your support group that will who will encourage you. To get on again. It's okay. All right. Whatever you're you're not happy about. Okay, let's get out again and try this. Um, So I definitely feel like you're that person to me. And I'm happy if I've been at any level that person to you. 100%. Tell me one thing, Mariam, that you would consider has been a huge struggle for you. And how you've been
0: able to overcome it. Uh, A huge struggle for me. So... I feel like in terms of how people used to perceive Mariam Kisat, or how they used to see Mariam Kissat, someone who they might not take very seriously. Someone very light. I feel uh, to kind of break through that and for people to see me a little more seriously, like you know, this girl can do something and can be taken seriously. It was an everyday struggle, which is why I feel like I'm seeing it very um, it's very uh, generic but it's really not when you go through it every day of your life where every time you're reminded about how it's okay it's fine you too okay? you know like people just very casually talk to you and when you genuinely have so many things in your head that you want to do but you know you're not getting that push because people don't take you that seriously to get through that to, to break through that and coming out to be like okay I want to listen to Maryam she might have something nice to say was a struggle and I think I've kind of come out of that a little bit.
1: In a great way I mean you have definitely it's like okay they don't want me at this party I'm just gonna throw my own party and then everyone wants to be at your party that's what this is and 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 I love this and uh, obviously I'm always going to be here to cheer you on
0: and to see you do incredible things I am so excited. I'm very excited for you so many things so many good things I mean we spoke 2023 2024 I mean that's the push you know that's your these are your years too so and thank you I love you you know I love you too well that's our episode today
1: on Hey Karish Um, if you've got questions for Mariam if you'd like to see her come back on this podcast you've got to put them down in the comments for us and of course if you want to meet Mariam and make a reel with her or a TikTok with her I can give you her phone number yes 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 please Comment below. And of course, watch out for the next episode of Hey Karish. We'll be back once again with more conversations with another guest. And it's going to be straight from the heart for you because that's really what these conversations are all
0: about. Mariam, thank you so much. Thank you. I love you. From Hey Karish to Bye Karish. And um, if you have any questions for Karish, because obviously she has a lot more experience. And if you see her growth, it's just beautiful. I don't know if I'm about, I don't know if I can say this. But she is in the top three of uh, rank... When it comes to ranking of radio presenters and her personality in the UAE, she's in the top three. And we've got stats. But just believe me when I say it. That's Karish. Do you want to know who number one on that list is? See you next time. (laughs) Hey, my name is Mariam and you've just watched me on Hey Karish with our very beautiful Karishma. And what we're going to do right now is you're going to comment and tell us how you like the podcast uske baad like share and subscribe